I feel like especially working in sports, it's such a an industry where my sport management professors and undergrad said it's not even who you know, it's who knows you. And that stuck with me throughout my entire So it's 2022 and content reigns supreme this day and age with Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and TikTok. There's never been a better time to take advantage of your smartphone with different outlets such as podcasts, talk shows, documentaries, and vlogs. We're one tap away from creating the next viral piece of media. Joining us to talk about creating appealing stories is Aaliyah Funchell. She has worked with the Oklahoma City Thunder, Thunder Freelance for Kevin Durant's Boardroom, which is on ESPN Plus, and also hosts her own talk show. Aaliyah has amassed a following across all platforms and has uh, just over 55,000 followers on TikTok and over 6,000 on Twitter and Instagram. So hopefully she can teach us a thing or two about creative outlets in the next few minutes. So thank you for joining me today. Anytime. Thanks for having me. So I always just like to start with a fun question since I don't know most people that come on here. Um, just because like I've made a bunch of mistakes with this podcast and with other projects I've done, I was wondering what's the biggest mistake you've ever made creatively, like forgetting accidentally deleting a file, forgetting to press a record button, anything like that? Oh, yeah, there's always like technical difficulty that happen. And I've lost footage before. And I think the most heartbreaking one was I filmed a stand up um, back in undergrad. I was working with the American Athletic Conference, and they hired one student at each school to provide um, these stories on the athletes. And so I did one over my friend who was a women's basketball player. And um, sign language is her first language. And so I filmed my stand up. So I was speaking and then I even learned how to sign my la- like first, some, like my closing statement. And I instantly forgot how to do it. And um, I looked at the footage and there was absolutely no sound whatsoever. Um, and so I had to completely redo it, which was um, very difficult, especially because I was on a time crunch. So that was probably my biggest mistake that um, costed me the most time and stress. Yeah. I remember I was doing a podcast, it was two years ago when we first started this, and I had had a clip-on lapel mic, and I asked the person if they could hear me, and they said yes, but they were hearing me through the computer's audio, not this audio, so it just sounded terrible, so I had to re-record the whole thing, like just my half of it, and it was the weirdest thing ever. (laughs) That's crazy. So, like I said before we even got into the introduction, you, I saw your post on LinkedIn about your new position with the MBA content team was just wondering if you could talk more about that and explain what the top shot team does. Yeah. So, um, top shot is NFTs, which is very exciting. Um, I honestly never thought I would get into the NFT or tech space. Um, but then I saw an industry friend actually sent me the job application and because I love the NBA, I make a lot of content about the NBA so I'm like, okay, this might be perfect. It might be something to learn. So NBA Top Shot is super cool. They have these digital moments that people collect. So it's like collecting sports cards, but they're actual like moments from the NBA that people can own. So it's a very large fan base. I was so blown away by the response about like my announcement tweet um, because the fan base is very dedicated and they're so welcoming. Um, but yeah, so basically I'm going to be doing some content and social media for the NBA um, Top Shot team um and i think we're going to be hopefully launching a tiktok account stuff like that um that i'll get to help out with so i'm very excited um 
kind of just shocked that like it all happened because I wasn't really actively applying for jobs yet. Um, but this one kind of fell in my lap and I was like, this would be perfect for me. So I took it very seriously. That's one thing that we'll probably get into going through these. Like I was blown away by your, uh, like all your social media stuff and all the stuff you've done. Cause, uh, I was like, she clearly knows how to network. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so I'm just curious. I, I didn't know it was an NFT thing at all. Um, so it was like the stuff you'll be doing. Cause the only NFT I things that I know are like people on Twitter that change their profile pictures to their NFT avatar or whatever. Yeah. Can NFTs be, cause you said like moments, can it be like a video or something? Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's so confusing to me too. We learn about it in class, but yeah, it's, um, videos, anything that's like kind of a digital property that isn't, um, you can't touch. So, yeah. um, artwork and videos whatever it may be so i'm definitely gonna be doing a lot of learning on the job though for sure there is a i don't know if you've heard of the four square volleyball game crossnet um oh yeah blown out the past few years uh, the founder did a episode with me last year and he's big into nfts and posts a lot about it on linkedin and twitter and the value he gets from selling them and stuff so that's all the information i get is directly from his account yeah that's awesome so I was going through your work history and like coming up with questions before I reached out to you. And I saw your personal website and all the projects that you had and the various gigs you had. Like, it's crazy. I was showing my wife your stuff this morning. And I said, she makes me feel like I was a lazy student. And my wife's like, you weren't lazy. I said, wait till I pull up this TikTok and you'll see. Um, So where was I at? So I was just curious, and you just talked about how your current role with the NBA like, just happened because someone sent it to you. Um, with your previous roles, how did the majority of them come your way? Was it networking or being in the right place? I, uh, after I typed up these questions, I saw your TikTok series that was the college cheat codes or yeah. college cheats. And yeah. you, I watched one video. It was really smart because – when you're coming in at 18 years old in college, you don't know the idea of like the time frame for an internship. And you were talking yeah. about reaching out in January and February to set up the contact point for March and April. And so I just didn't know if you could touch on how, you know, you got the boardroom roles or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so I feel like, especially working in sports, it's such a, an industry where my sport management professors and undergrad said, it's not even who you know, it's who knows you. And that stuck with me throughout my entire undergrad collegiate career, because it's like anyone can claim they know like Rich Kleiman or whoever it may be like, yeah, you might know them, but do they know who you are and what you bring to the table? So I've always made it a point that um, people know who I am and what I bring to the table. And um, but I also really just love fostering relationships and making friendships in the industry. Um, I've never been the type to be overly competitive where I'm like, I want to be the only one doing this. So I make friends easily. And I think like, especially in sports, it's important to have those friendships um, because it can be a pretty cutthroat industry. Um, So quite a few of my opportunities have either been through me putting myself out there. um, Like for instance, boardroom, I went to one of their events that they hosted for Columbia and NYU students. And I tagged them in my story and they followed me back. And I was like, wait, what? Like boardroom you. And, um, we ended up DMing and I'm like, Hey, this is who I am. And what I do, if you ever want to work together in the future, let me know. And then like months passed by where it was just like, 
kind of a, a lot of communication, but nothing really came of it. But then when I moved to the city, um, I was able to meet up with them and become an ambassador. Um, but then things like I worked interned for FC Bayern Munich and, um, I honestly didn't even think I was going to apply for that. Cause I didn't know if I'd even get it, but I had an industry connection that worked there. And, um, like he put in a good word for me and obviously like my resume had to back up like his good word, but, um, definitely just a lot of networking and kind of like being there for other people and then them being there for me in return type of stuff. I've never heard it phrased like that before. It's who knows you. That's yeah. I like they're genius for that one. (laughs) Uh, I was looking at your sports with Aaliyah, which is your talk show that you host. And I was really impressed by like the setup and how professional it was and the multi-camera shots and everything. I just kind of wanted to geek out and ask you a couple questions about that. Um, yeah. Cause I've looked into and I've talked with, we've done series with like CrossNet and people that have created products and stuff and gone through like the trademark or the business setting up. So I was just curious, you have the sports with Leah it's trademarked. And then you also have, you went the LLC route. I was just curious what, uh, what benefits you had going that route. Um, so definitely the LLC route, um, you can write some more stuff off on your taxes and just kind of like, I just wanted something substantial to be like, okay, this is something legit. Um, and this way, like I can take it seriously, whether it's with finances and funding, because I did have some sponsors for different trips and events and just kind of taking myself a little bit more seriously than just like, okay, here's an Instagram page that I run. Um, so it was more just for like the behind the scenes type of stuff with those um sponsorships and things of that nature yeah because it's not even an llc costs like what it can be like 100 to 200 dollars to set it up like it's not that bad but it makes you look a lot more professional yeah. uh, doing it yeah so, yeah for sure a few more questions because you have how many episodes do you have of it? because i clicked on your playlist and clicked through a couple of them but i think there's like 26 or something yeah i think there's yeah, there's like close to 26 or 30. I did it for three summers in a row. Um, I would love to get back into it. Um, and hopefully by this summer, I can find a studio space in New York um, to kind of like interview people and like have another season of it. Um, I got very fortunate with the studio situation in Wichita. Um, Wichita State has a thing called Shocker Studios, and it's the biggest film studio in the Midwest. And they have a crazy cool media arts department. And even though that wasn't part of my schooling, I took a class in the media arts building just, just so I can network and meet people in that field. Cause I knew a lot of journalism students and I knew a lot of sport management students. So through that, I was able to use the studio space and they had the equipment. So they had the cannons, the DSLRs, um, the microphone. So I have one camera that I own and it's like a vlogging camera, but um, no. So that was their equipment. So I, I was very lucky with that. So did you, Cause like I said, you posted on your story today, you're editing that video for the women's basketball team with your sports with Aaliyah. Yeah. Did you, did you do all that editing yourself? Yes. Um, I, even though I dreaded editing and honestly now I don't mind it because then I had, I forced myself to learn premiere. Um, I did have people offer to edit for me. And I, I was like, the more I thought about it, the more I wanted to be in control of what my brand looked like. And I feel like everyone, even if it's just very subtle, has an, their own editing style. Um, 
And even if mine was very amateur when I first started, I at least got to control the way it reflected me and my brand. So I did do all of the editing and everything. And thankfully that's made me get way better at using Premiere and editing and um, things of that nature. Is Premiere's the Adobe one, is that right? Yes, yes. Okay, yeah. I have tried, I tried that once this past year. I signed up for like their free student 30 day thing. It's rough. I'm sure if you stick with it, it becomes more like accessible, but I've done iMovie and DaVinci Resolve. Yeah. Um, DaVinci's kind of cool, but. I know like the, I know enough to get me by for what I do, but there's people that make full on movies and I'm like, how do you do that? Is that what you were using for the video you were editing today? Because I saw your screen, yeah. but I don't know. Gotcha. Yeah, I was using Adobe Premiere, um, but I was just using stuff like the cut tool and like the overlay yeah. and stuff like that. So this is a problem that I've had before. So I was curious if you've ever faced it when you're trying to come up with, uh, when you're whatever, capturing footage or creating a show or something, or you've already got it and it's time to like edit it and make a linear story and you're just having like creative blocks. Is there something that works for you that gets your creative juices flowing? Yeah, um, sometimes obviously like stepping away from my footage and from my phone helps a lot, like in clearing my mind or kind of talking to people. But something that's helped with me creatively is just trying a bunch of different things. I mean, although I know some stuff that works for me, I, I always want to just try new things. And some of them are major flops. And then I'm like, I did not enjoy that. I don't think my audience enjoyed that. Like people could tell I was not feeling it, but then that kind of makes me kind of fall in love again with the stuff I was doing before that. Um, if that makes sense. So that's kind of how I get my creative juices flowing. I mean, I love talking to my mom. My mom has a million ideas all of the time. I don't know how she does it. So even just talking to her kind of gives me like a boost of like, okay, I, I got this. Let me think of some new things. So um, just trying to like not being afraid of trying new things kind of helps keep me going. Is your family big into sports? Because I saw one of your TikToks where you ran into was it the Celtics team the at Knicks. a hotel or the Knicks? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then one, you were, uh, you were like getting ready to go to class. And you said when your professors who your family watches on ESPN every day. Yes. So did you come from a big sports family? 100%. So my family's from New York, um, even though we moved to Kansas when I was little and all like through and through sports family, like we all played sports growing up. Um, my dad is a huge collector of sports memorabilia. And he is also like, the smartest person ever. Like we will be watching basketball together and he will say things and then moments will go by and then the announcers will say it. And I'm like, how did you realize that about the game bef way before the announcers realize like these paid professionals. So um, him and even my mom, like she is the number one sports mom, like the number one fan. Um, and she's very creative. So, um, and my older brother actually studied sport management as well, but he's more on the administrative side. So and the coaching side. So yeah. And then my little brother is like a stud athlete. So, um, big sports family. Definitely. That's why I am the way I am. Where does your older brother study at? Um, he went to Wichita state as well. Um, so funny story, like back when I was going to undergrad, I actually didn't study sport management when I first got there because I'm like, Oh, Jacob studies sport management. And like, I don't want to do coaching. I don't want to be an athletic director. I didn't realize everything that it could be. So then I switched my major like halfway through freshman year once I realized that it could be sports media if I wanted it to be. Um, but yeah, he was at Wichita State with me.
Yeah, that's something that has, I mean, people still think that way. Like when I tell people what my degrees are in, they're like, oh, you want to be an athletic director? I go, no, I do not want to yeah. be an athletic director. Um, but I'm not going to lie, even like seeing a lot of the stuff you did, I'm like, and, you know, you went to D1 and uh, UND were division two or like a small five to 7,000 students, I think. Um, so I think it is interesting seeing like the stuff that you did and then like what a smaller university can learn and how to utilize uh, our students more effectively. We just did a series uh, like sports from all angles. There was a director, the guy who did the Conor McGregor documentary a few years ago, a, uh, an author, and then a guy on campus who does sports broadcasting. Oh, wow. And he was talking about some of the stuff he's done and broadcasting and stuff. And then I was watching your stuff of the sideline footage that you've gotten and different things like that. And that is definitely not, like a media that we tap into here in Indianapolis and so I thought that was very intriguing yeah thank you this next one might not be easy to answer but I was wondering with your um with like the big following you have on social media and you just mentioned how sometimes you venture out and try something different and it's a flop and then you recalibrate uh, what is the main ingredient to like amassing a following on social media? Yeah, I definitely think um, this sounds kind of cheesy, but being very authentic and being yourself. um, I've seen people try to mimic what others do and it just doesn't come across the same. So I think really finding what makes you special and why people like you um, and kind of sticking by that. Like, of course, it's okay to try new things, but do it as yourself instead of being like, oh, this person on TikTok, super successful. I'm going to mimic every last detail that they do. And it's like, maybe you'll get a little bit of views, but it's not sustainable. So I think the most sustainable thing, regardless of your audience, is um, just to be yourself. And I think a big thing for me was never getting caught up with the numbers. I never was like, oh, let me try to be like this. And then maybe I'll get 10,000 followers. I was more so like, I just want to inspire people. I want to make them happy. I want to be positive. And if I have 500 followers, cool. If I have 500,000, that's really cool. But like, it doesn't really matter. I just want to kind of reach um, the right type of people that kind of align with my authentic personality. So what, what hits home with you more? Like if you post a video and it has a lot of views or something that maybe gets less views, but you have a lot more interactions in the comments. Yeah, going viral is fun and all, but then like also the comment section is like, I'm like, these people don't know me. Like, they don't know that I'm joking in this. Like, they don't know that, like, this is literally just satire. Um, I just love, I love the interactions. I love the comments. I've had people tell me that they've switched their major because of me or that they almost gave up in sports because, and then they saw my account. Um, So it's definitely those real life people that I feel like I've impacted in the real world that I, that I could have a hundred views, but if I have like those few comments, like I'd be so happy with it. I saw you you had one TikTok and the caption was like someone said they wonder why the sport management program was blowing up and you were like because <laughs> yeah I thought that was funny yeah yeah I've had a uh, both from my undergrad and graduate program they're like we have people saying like they saw you on TikTok and that's why they reached out to us and I was like cool my job here is done run me my check <laughs> so would you say that your this might sound weird because I, I just got into where I'm like trying to make a portfolio of the podcast and graphics I've done and stuff. Um, 
So would you say that your portfolio is your website that you have? <laughs> kind of. I mean, it's great, but it's not as up to date or easy to navigate as I would like it to be. But um, I definitely think like my social media is very like it speaks for itself for a lot of things. So um, I would love for my website to be a little bit easier to navigate. Um, but yes, for the most part, like that's my portfolio. That's my resume. Like, um, so yes, but I do need to work on that. I do need to put some extra work into my website. So what are some of the best ways like you can portray your projects and your past works? Cause like I said, I just had an interview and they asked me for mine and I was like, cause our, uh, like our Instagram page, it's shared. It's our whole sport management department. It's not just like the podcasts and stuff. And then I created like a shared folder, but then that got weird when I applied for another job because I was like, I don't want to share the same folder with two different oh, employers. That's awesome. So I was just yeah. curious because I've like tried the website thing before, um, but I didn't know if you had any other creative ways that you've done it. Um, I think something, and it's in my bio. So I have something called um, a Beacons account or you can use Linktree. Um, and this way it's just a link. So no one knows who else views the link. And then within that one link, you can link everything you've done. So like, say you want to link a YouTube video or an Instagram post specifically, like you can do that. So I think that's the easiest way. Um, and this way, like no one knows who all has the link. Um, yeah. So basically it's a one link that has a bunch of other stuff in it. It's in my bio if you wanted to look at it, um, how I've, I have mine up. I've heard of link. I've heard in Linktree, there's a guy on LinkedIn who does a, um, he does a weekly newsletter for business and he uses Linktree. Yes. I never clicked on it, but right. now that you mentioned it, I'll have to. Yeah. I would say that's the easiest way instead of building out a website. Like if you just want it to be like a little portfolio, but you don't want to share a folder with multiple people, that's like the best way. I have veered away from these questions in the past, like the whole describe something in X words or less, but like seeing your content and now talking to you, uh -huh. uh, I was kind of worried that you could tell it was like a facade or whatever. Cause I was like, you had the one that was like, you did Greek life. You were on the Dean's list. You did all of these activities and like nothing suffered. Like most people think you got to pick grades or the networking and then one of them deteriorates, but you didn't. So I was just curious if you had to describe your personal brand, like in five words or less, what would it be? Oh gosh. Um, definitely. Um, dedicated would be one. Like I'm very, like, it's very dedicated. Um, oh gosh, this is hard. Um, you've said oof. authenticity a lot and that is one authenticity. Authenticity is one. Um, and then aspirational. I definitely, I think my biggest thing was like, I want to show other girls that they can do this. Um, I didn't really have a mentor in sports growing up or in college. And so I didn't really know all these things were possible. So I want to be aspirational where other girls can look at it and be like, holy crap, she did that and that and that. Um, I want to be like that. So definitely authentic, um, aspirational and slash inspirational. I guess there's like, we in one this is random but in a class we learned the difference between between aspirational and inspirational and i'm still confused on the two so either of those two words and then um like dedication what is do you, could you explain the difference or no okay um if, if my is one internal and one external one is like 
you see it and you're like, oh, wow, I can never be like that. But like, that's inspiring. And then another is like, oh, I can be that. Mm. Um, um, like that could be me if I work hard, like this person did, like yeah. did. Um, so that's kind of the difference. Like, um, so I think it's aspirational, like where you, you see it and you aspire to be like it. So that is the word I would use. <laughs> the more, you know. <laughs> so we've talked about your talk show sports with Aaliyah and that platform. I was wondering if you were building that out and you were like creating a team, what would be some things that you look for in a team member when they join, whether it's on a resume, a skill set, tangible, intangible? Yeah. Um, so I did have a someone that would work the camera with me. I called him my producer. His name was Nathan, and he was the best. And about him is one, he didn't even like like he wasn't even in the industry. Like he was like, I, I like sports, but like, I'm not trying to like, you know, be you type thing. Um, but he is one of the kindest people I've ever met. And I think kindness goes a long way. Um, especially if like, I look for people that are a good reflection on, um, who I am and what I want to portray to the world. And so that's why I think like in job interviews, like a lot of people ask about like your values and things like that. So definitely someone that is kind and treats like the janitor, whether they're the janitor or like the CEO with the, like the same amount of respect. Um, and then also people that are hardworking and, um, dedicated and, you know, put it in reliable, I guess. Um, so I guess those are the types of people I kind of, um, strive to find, to keep around me and we can uplift each other. So you've, you have <laughs> a lot of experience holding a camera capturing footage and then also being in front of the camera holding the microphone getting those interviews what do you like more oh I love like in being in front of the camera um more so not necessarily for like the like the cool part of like oh I was on camera but more so I like being the one interviewing people um I love talking to people and I love getting to know them so I love like the in front of the camera stuff for that reason because I just, I really like being able to like help portray a story. But then I also really like being behind the camera. Just depends on the day. But I do like being in front of the camera and like being the one interviewing people and talking to people. Because I could talk for hours. I would imagine if you're the one in the shot, it probably gets you out of a lot of the editing on the back end. So yeah, for sure. I had a hard time like trying to type this one up because I didn't know how to word it. But you talked about how like you use Premiere Pro for your editing and you have your vlogging camera that you use and stuff. Um, I, I think a lot of people when it comes to like, uh, whether it's creating graphics or short like promotional videos, you can get caught using like pre-cut transitions and people can tell like you didn't personalize anything or you just know how to do like one format on a graphic and so you use that for everything. ESPN, the large places do it. And it makes sense because they have so many quotes from like Giannis and people. But um, I'm just curious, how do you, like as a creative, evolve and expand your skills technically? Like, do you familiar yourself with various tools like equipment, editing softwares? Are there newsletters or conferences that you attend? Just didn't know if you had any advice for like not being trapped in a one dimensional mindset. Yeah, definitely like making friends with people and like asking them what they use. Um, 
for me, I was lucky enough to get to like intern at different places or work with different places. And I pick up little tidbits of information that I didn't know existed beforehand. Um, and that really helps, but just being curious and asking questions, like, um, especially when you're in person being like, oh, well, how, how would you edit this? Or how would you do this? Um, so I don't know, just kind of like, or like Googling it because I'm 100% self-taught. I've never taken a class on like, cause I, I didn't go to school for sports media or media of any sort. Um, so they didn't really teach us how to do a lot of stuff. So I was doing it wrong, like, and really hard. Like my friend was like, why are you editing like that? That takes like two hours longer than it should. And I was like, what do you mean? So I think just ever since that happened, I've always been like, okay, let me Google this and see how to do this. I mean, even today I had to make that video you saw me editing, um, was like, um, it was like a, a long video. I mean, I had to make it a square, a square version of that. it for Instagram. Yeah. And so I was like, oh shoot, I don't even know how to make it square. Like, what do I do? So I just Googled it. So I just being curious. I do like to subscribe to different newsletters, but, um, but just trying to figure stuff out like that. Is there anyone that you follow on Instagram or any social media that has cool stuff? Cause I know after I uh, saw your account, I went to who you were following and, uh, I actually found a couple, there's a guy named Buster who I'd never been aware of that does like basketball podcasts. Uh, so I started following him and looking at some of his content. So is there anyone that like, that you're impressed with, with what they put out? Yeah, there's a few people. Um, so on TikTok, one of my friends, her name is Sweet Annie O.D. She does a podcast. She does radio. She does everything. Like, she's so, so cool with all of that. And then on Twitter, I love following Gab Gowdy. She, um, she's very opinionated and she's not afraid to, like, stand up to all the haters. And I think that's very commendable. So I love following her on that platform. Um, and then also I have a friend that does Rubik's Cube murals. I saw that. Yes. Because you went to the NHL game with yes. Um I clicked on his profile. I was like, what the heck? It, yeah. He has those huge frames he puts them in and then ends up making like the mural. Yeah. That was insane. Yeah. So like, there's just so many. And that's what I love about social media nowadays is like, it's not just your sports journalists. Like there's sports artists there's sports personalities there's people that do a little bit of like everything so I try to keep an eclectic group of people that I follow and like support their content because they're they do so much different stuff it's crazy that guy with the Rubik's Cube I clicked on his profile and I went he's probably got like 500,000 followers and he didn't and I was like that's a shame because I know I'm not like one that's even into like artsy stuff but that is insane my brain cannot function like that. I have no idea how he does it. And I thought it was just going to be like one or two, but you just scroll down his page and he's got tons of them. So. Oh yeah. It's crazy. I was really curious about this. Cause you seem like someone who just from this conversation, you have like very creative mind and a thought process. Is there something that you have? It could be either far off or not that far away of a big picture project that you want to achieve one day, like a, a documentary or something grand like that. Um, so I would love to expand my talk show to be like more of a regular thing down the road, especially when I have like a good paying job. Like I have money where I can afford like a studio space and maybe one or two people to help work with me. Um, and obviously like with a bigger clientele list than what I've had, like with people on the show and then like sponsors. So I would absolutely love that. Like that is, I think my big project that I'm going to keep in mind. And I think living in New York helps because I meet a lot of people, but if I was able to do that in Wichita, Kansas, like 
I can hopefully work my way up to do it here in New York one day. Um, and then I really do want to write a book one day because I, I went through a lot of crap re- really, really early on in my career where I'm like, if people knew the half of it, they would, they would be shocked. Um, and so, and because I never really wanted to like publicly talk about it, it doesn't look great, but in a book, I think would be my time to be like, here's everything I've like faced in my career. Here's how I overcame it. Here's how it ended up. So I would love to write a book one day. Do you have a working title in mind? I don't no. that I feel like even when I wrote articles, like the title, I would either my writing process would be like, I'd either know a great title for this article and nothing to write about, or I would know everything to write about, but couldn't put a title on it. So, um, I'll have to think about it. So for your talk show, like wanting to do that on a like full scale, uh, full time basis, would you, cause you seem like you're very passionate about providing like a leadership example for women. Is that, would that just be something that you would now I feel dumb even starting the question because it's called a Leo with sports, but would you branch? Do you have any interest in like branching out outside of that and like encompassing more just like women leaders and business? Yeah. Um, for a while over quarantine, I was interviewing like women in sports. Um, but I would definitely like different segments of the show. Like if I can really build it out to be something bigger than what it was in Wichita, I would love to have like different branches of like, okay, here's a very sports focused episode or segment. And then here's more of a leadership segment or like inspirational segment. Um, so I would, I would love to branch out and talk to more like women leaders or even like successful men in the industry, or honestly, like people of color, LGBTQ, like I just really want to help amplify um, and just give people a platform to talk about things they're passionate about. So that's definitely something I want to build towards. Did you ever see it's on Disney plus and it's from uh, what's it? Spring Hill productions. Is that LeBron's production channel? Um, oh, the, with a uh, Robin, uh, I'm forgetting her name. I don't think I've, I don't think I've seen it cause I don't have Disney plus. Oh no. It's uh it's pretty cool. Um, spacing on her name now she's really famous this is embarrassing is um, it with Rachel at all no with her? let me look it uh her name's robin i'm spacing on her last name um but she she sits down of course it's not popping up with those keywords she sits down with uh like four or five women and they could be she does one episode has like billy jean king and uh just a lot of different like people from lgbtq sports the like production side of it and mm-hmm. it's it's really cool it's kind of like what you're talking about but it's it's her with it's like a round table discussion um i've tried to do more of this past like year watching stuff that i don't normally watch and that was one thing and so I'd recommend that if you ever do get Disney Plus. Uh, yeah, I'll have to look at it. You're kind of like the perfect person to answer this. Oh, Because great. you have acknowledged that like the sport management curriculum isn't like, you know, the sports media curriculum and you're self-taught and everything. So the one of the best things I ever heard, Donnie Walsh used to work for the Pacers. I don't know if you're familiar with like Indiana basketball. But uh, Donnie Walsh was an executive and they were having a forum discussion, a panel discussion at the, the Indy 11, which is our soccer team in Indianapolis. 
And mm-hmm. we got to line up and ask people questions afterwards. And I was in Donnie's line and one person was in front of me and they said, if I'm not going for sport management, what should I go for? And he said business because he said sports is a business. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's so true. Um, so with that in mind, like that this is another business field, do you think that your skills in this field translate to a more traditional line of work? And if so, what industry? Oh, yeah. Well, and also I have a lot of friends that have worked in and out of sports. So um, for one business, because um, even though you're learning about the business of sports, you can apply that to any industry. I have a lot of friends that went into um, different business companies, marketing companies, and communication. So it kind of like, it's all transferable skills. And I've definitely something I preach on my TikTok is it's not necessarily unless you're a doctor, a nurse, a dentist, if you're going into something like business or marketing or communications, it's not really what's on your degree. It's all of the work experience and your skills um, that truly matter. So um, I have a lot of friends with sport management degrees. I've got jobs, really well-paying jobs outside of the industry. And I know a lot of people that have never taken a sport management class in their life that works in sports. So um, I definitely think like the skills are transferable, but it also comes down to like your personal skills and skill sets and work experience. I don't see a lot of people and it has changed over the past. I graduated in 17 with my undergraduate degree. And it has certainly changed a lot since then with the blow up of TikTok and uh, things headed in the like visual direction. But you see people that like work in sports and in sales or whatever. And then I've seen it locally. And then they'll transition to a sales role with like an insurance company or something. Mm -hmm. But it seems like you are like intentionally doing it, like taking your sport management degree and applying it uh, like in the media field. So that's that's very cool because like, I feel a lot of people, they do it out of necessity because of burnout or it's just not working in that Mm -hmm. field. Like you said, it's too cutthroat. So to see someone doing it like with an end goal in mind is very cool. Thank you. With all that you've done, what is your career goal? What is your like the ultimate seat you want to hold? Is it working at an empire like ESPN or Barstool or creating your own? Um, Definitely like end all be all. Um, working as myself more so than like being the head of a company I would love to just like kind of expand on my own brand and um, however that may be whether it's with consulting when I'm older and kind of out of the industry not out of the industry but like not in like the jobs I am in now whether it's with consulting or like um, doing interviews and stuff like just being able to really expand on my brand is something that I'd love to do way down the road um, but continue to build up while I'm while I'm like getting to work for different companies now. I mean this as a compliment, but from what I've heard you say the past uh, few questions, um, I'm getting like a, you want to be uh, like the woman Joe Rogan, that type of. Oh, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. I don't think I have a big enough personality for that, but like definitely someone that's very recognizable in sports and they kind of do a little bit of everything. Um, that's That's what I really like. Yeah, I wasn't, I mean, some people don't like Joe Rogan, so I wasn't sure how that was going to play out. My older brother is a big fan. He has him, like, playing all the time um, around the house. So, no, that that was awesome. Before you go, I had that last question on there just, I'm so dumb. I just closed it because I thought I memorized it. Um, Basically, if, for someone that has that creative itch, you know, whether it be videos or graphics 
what would be your advice to anyone that's maybe trepid about doing that type of thing? Yeah, well, first of all, just do it. Like <laughs> Nike, sponsor me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, just start though, because I look back on some of my first, you know, talk show episodes or vlogs or TikToks, and I'm like, what was I yeah, thinking? It was awful. And everyone goes through that, but like, you're never going to be in the perfect position ever. Like, if you have that mindset of like, oh, I need to wait until I'm this successful or I need to wait until that. Like, we always come up with excuses. So just start where you're at. Um, and the first ones won't be amazing. Like they will be, there will be technical difficulties or like they won't get the response. So just start and be consistent and definitely just um, figure out what makes you unique, what makes your style unique and um, go from there. But stop giving excuses. Cause I, if I would have waited to be like, oh, I want to wait until I moved to New York to start doing this. Like I would have never been in the position I am today. So I started when I was in the middle of Kansas and um, and I think that keeps me humble, honestly. So, um, yeah, just start now and not when you think you're going to be ready. It's funny that you say that. Cause I just created like my, so I have an iPhone now. I literally just uh, got this after I got married in October, right before my 26th birthday up until this point in time, I'd had a envy slide like my whole, life. Oh yeah. um, so like, just started like creating my own Twitter and Instagram accounts. And just the other day I was going back through the UND pages. And at the end of everything I ever created, I was just putting credit and then at my new, uh, at my personal account, there was some stuff I came across. Like you just said, like the early stuff. And I was like, I don't care who gets credit for that. Yeah, exactly. Like some I people like will go back and like TikToks like from a year and a half ago. And I was like, no, like, please don't watch that. Um, so I feel that it's, it's a weird feeling. It's like bittersweet. Cause you're like kind of embarrassed, but then you're like, wow, I've grown a lot since then. Well, I really uh, appreciate you coming on. And I know some of those questions were like really technical, but I was just nerding out over a lot of your content and the things you've put out. Um, a lot of it's stuff that like, I recently got a gimbal and stuff for my iPhone and I've been experimenting with it. And seeing some of your videos like at the NFL games or like you went to that Spalding store. Like I thought those videos were really cool. That's the kind thank of you. stuff I like scrolling through and seeing. So thank you for sharing. Um, whenever I post it, I will definitely tag you um, and good luck with your new role with the NFTs. That seems very exciting. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Well, good luck with that and with midterms and finals and everything. And I will be sure to keep following your pages and we'll publish this out awesome thank you so much it was nice to meet you thank you have a good one you too bye